Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Glory to God. This season, we've been talking about redemption. And I titled the message, Free, 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 Free. It's a redemption experience. Last week, we established certain things that the reality of our redemption is not what we will obtain, but what we realize that has been obtained for us. It is what we receive. It is to come to the knowledge that we are truly free. Not seeking to be free. But knowing that we are already free. We are not seeking to be free. We know that we are free. So we are coming to that revelation knowledge that we are free. Not that Christ is going to set us free. But he has set us free. So we are free. So if we are not experiencing freedom. It's that we haven't come to the knowledge of that freedom yet. That's what he's saying. And then we establish the fact that to be in bondage simply means that you're not accepting the freedom that Christ has brought. So it's not to say that I'm in bondage because I have chains behind my hands. No. I'm in bondage because I have not accepted the freedom that Christ has brought for me. That's why I'm in bondage. There's this analogy of an elephant who was tied um, to, to something. And then for a long time, and each time the elephant tried to move, it finally was stuck and it was there for a very long time. And when they took up the chains, the, the elephant refused to move. Refused to move because he thought that he was still in bondage. So being in bondage is not, doesn't necessarily mean that you have chains behind your back. Behind your hands. What it means is that you have not accepted the freedom. So that elephant being free has not accepted that he's free. So in his mind, he still thinks that he's, born, he's bound. And because he thinks that he's bound, he's subject to the actions of like someone who is bound. So the evidence that you are free is that your actions will change. Your speech will change. The things you say will change. Your confession will change. The way you act will change. To show that you are free. So when those things don't change, you are still thinking bound. He when the son has set free, is free indeed. So you begin to check yourself and check your life. How am I behaving in this area? How am I acting in this area? Am I acting bound or free? Am I acting bound or free? I remember a story. I think it was um, Pastor Deboe that shared the story some time ago. He was on the airplane and then the lady was, there was a lady beside him who was looking all touche and everything and all that. And then when there was turbulence, everybody, you know, when there's turbulence in the plane, everybody's calling different things, Alawakuba, all sorts of things and all that. And then this lady who was touche and everything, and she was speaking so touche and all that. And as soon as the turbulence just happened, the next thing that came out of mouth was, Shokwano! That was what was in her heart, regardless of her tushness. So that's what happens when, when you are bound but you think that you are free. When the storms of life and situations come against you, what do you say? What comes out of you? That 
that shows how free you are or whether you're bound. It shows whether you're free or bound. When the storms of like Jesus said that two people will build, one will build upon a rock, one will build upon the sand. He said the storm came, the rain came and everything. It will come regardless of anything you are. Wherever you are, it will come. He said, but what happens is when it comes, what do you say? When it comes, what do you do? When it comes, how do you approach it? When the storms of life come, what do you say? How do you respond? How do you respond? What comes out of you? That determines whether you're free or bound. But he when the son has set free, he's free indeed. So when you stand in the, and you come to that revelation knowledge that you are free in Christ Jesus, your response will be different. Regardless of the things that, that you go through, regardless of what happens to you, your response will be different. Your action will be different. The way you will approach it, the way you will see it, the way you will, you will analyze it will be different because you know you are free. You know you are free. It says a woman who lost the, uh, lost the coin he says she will sweep everywhere in the house looking for that coin raise this up looking for it raise her up looking for it why because she knows she lost the coin in the house have you ever lost something and you're looking for it and you know it's in this place you know you didn't step out you didn't go anywhere it's been here all day you will search the unlikely places have you searched under a cup for your phone before check inside your shoe for the phone why? Because you know it's in the house. So you will do unlikely things. That's what happens when you know you are free in Christ Jesus. And they tell you, brother, look, it doesn't matter. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm fasting because I'm free. I'm giving a millionaire because I'm free. I'm doing this because I'm free. I'm going to church because I'm free. I'm not doing those things to get free. I'm doing it because I am free. So when I'm experiencing setback in certain areas, I stand and I declare my faith because I am free. And I say, devil, you take your hand off my health, take your hand off my family because I am free. Not because I am trying to be free. Not because I am trying to get God to work for me. Not because I am trying to obtain favor from the Lord. No, we already have favor from the Lord through Christ Jesus. We are standing our ground, maintaining the freedom that Christ has, has brought for us. He said, if you know that you are free, stand therefore in the liberty that Christ has made you free. That Christ has made you free. So we fight from a position of victory. We fight from, a, from one who has already won. We are not fighting to gain the victory. We are fighting to maintain and retain the victory that Christ has bought for us. The redemption that he has given you and I, when the storms of life come, to challenge that victory, to challenge that redemption, to challenge that position we are, seated together with him in the heavenly places, then we begin to challenge it. My pastor used to say some years ago, he said, when you get to your house, your furnitures are speaking to you. Your refrigerator is speaking to you. By the time you open it and it's empty and void, it's speaking to you. What are you saying to it? What are you saying to it? It's speaking to you. It's telling you empty. Registering empty in your head. You open your bank account, it's empty. It's registering empty. What are you saying to it? He said, Jesus said to the fig tree. Said to the fig tree. So it's speaking to you, telling you different things. Telling you different things. What are you saying? What's your response? Your response determines whether you are free or you are bound. 
Whether you are thinking free or thinking bound. What are you saying to it? Or you just everybody say, ah, okay, you know what? The situation in the country is really bad. I say, my brother is bad everywhere. No, no. You are responding like someone who is bound. You are responding like someone who is not free in Christ Jesus. But if you know that you are free, you respond like one who is free. I may be of this world, but I'm not of the world. My citizenship is of heaven. I'm of a different class. I'm of a different breed. I come from another lineage. Him on the sun has said free is free. It's free, it's free indeed. So why should I be bound again? So when I'm accepting the things that the world is showing to me and giving to me, that means I'm trying to put myself in bondage. I'm trying to put myself in bondage. Romans 8 chapter 1. It says, so now there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-given spirit has freed you from the power of sin and death. That's freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The freedom we have in Christ Jesus is not one we obtain by ourselves, but one he obtained for us. We didn't go to obtain the freedom by ourselves. He obtained that freedom and gave it to us. So we are free in him. Outside him, we are not free. But in him, we are free. So by acknowledging him and receiving him, we receive his freedom. He becomes the reason for no condemnation. So when you say there is therefore now no condemnation, it has to be in Christ Jesus. Nothing else. So when we say no bondage, no shame, no guilt, in Christ Jesus. When we say we are free, completely and set free, in Christ Jesus. So he becomes the reason for our no condemnation. Galatians 5.1 says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. You stay free. Christ has set you free. So stay free. So our job right now that you and I, what we do every day is stay free. There is nothing we are doing to end the freedom again. He has set us free, so we stay free. When we stand our ground and sickness, sickness comes, we stay free. When it looks like there's no money, we stay free. We speak to the situation knowing that we are free. And enforcing the rights that we have in Christ Jesus. The riches we have in him, we enforce that right. We confess and declare by faith because we know we are free. So anyone outside Christ is in bondage. Irrespective of the financial status, social status, influence whatsoever. As long as you are outside Christ, you are in bondage. If Christ doesn't set you free, you can never be free. Never be free. Glory to God. Turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1 from 15. He said, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, 
whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. That's Christ Jesus. Verse 19 says, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross, and you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Holy, blameless, without shame, without guilt, no condemnation in his sight. He said, if indeed you continue in the faith. That's what he's saying. So you continue in what Christ has already done. You are not going to do another thing again. You continue in what he has already done. Grounded and steadfast. And you are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. Which was preached to every creature. That's what he's saying. That look, we have preached the gospel to you. So what we are saying is, don't be moved. When the circumstances and storms of life come, don't be moved. Stand your ground. Why? Because Christ has made you free. Stand your ground. Don't be moved. He has presented you holy. He has presented you blameless. He has presented you without reproach before the Father by his own blood through the cross. So don't be moved. Don't be moved. Christ has freed us from many things. He has freed us from, from traditions. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 2. He said, listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be no benefit to you. If you are counting on a particular thing, that if I do this thing, it will make me right with God. Say, Christ will be of no benefit to you. If you are counting on the number of times you read the Bible a day to make you right with God, it's saying Christ will be of no benefit to you. If you are counting on how long you pray every day to make you right with God, Christ will be of no benefit to you. If you are counting on how many times you show up in church to make you right with God, Christ will be of no benefit to you. He said, I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses, which is impossible. We cannot. He said, for if you are trying to make yourself right with God, by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You are falling away from God's grace. That's what it means to fall away from grace. To try to keep yourself by the law. To try to, to, to get righteousness by yourself. To say, God, you know what? I've been to church four times this, this, this week alone. This other guy doesn't go to church. He doesn't do anything. In fact, he, he, he curses and abuses like any other thing. But yet, his life seems to be moving forward. He said, if you do that, you're falling from grace. 
You are not receiving the, the freedom that Christ has made you free. You are not receiving that redemption that Christ has set us free in. What is circumcision? Anything done on your body or to your body to seek being right with God. Anything you do that makes you think that you are right with God. You are doing it to think that you are right with God. But he's saying that those things have no benefit. Christ has no benefit in you when you do those things. Christ doesn't benefit you. Galatians 5, 6. He said, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. But faith walking through love. But faith walking through love. So none of those things matter to him. None of those things matter. What matters is the faith that we have in Christ Jesus. And the love that is flowing through that faith demonstrated every day. Every day. Every day. Sacrifices. Any idea that God requires a sacrifice or offering of some sort before we can seek his blessings or favor or to appease him. Any idea or thought that you have that God will require you to bring certain sacrifices, require you to do certain things before you will seek his face or appease him and get favor from him. That's being in bondage. That's being in bondage. Some people feel, oh, no, 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 no. If only I can just go somewhere like a mountain and just go there and pray for three days or four days, all this problem I'm facing will be gone. No. Sacrifices. Hebrews 11.6 It says without faith is it impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Look at it. He's not saying seek the things that God wants to do. He said seek him. It's not saying seek his mighty works and his mighty power. No, seek him. Seek him. Psalm 40 verse 6. It says you take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. It says then I said, look I have come as it is written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, my God. For your instructions are written on my heart. I take joy in doing your will. Because your instructions are written on my heart. Because I know that I am free. Hebrews 10 verse 8. It says, for Christ said, first Christ said, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or bond offerings or other offerings for sin. Nor were you pleased with them. Though they are required by the law of Moses. Then he said, look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. For God's will was for to us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. Once for all time. Once for all time. So the sacrifice of Jesus has come to make you and I holy once for all time. So there requires no more sacrifice again. So there is nothing you want to do that will make you more holy than, than you already are in Christ Jesus. There is nothing you want to do that will make you more righteous than you already are in Christ Jesus. 
There is nothing you want to do that will make God look at you and say, look, ah, this thing that you have done, your holiness level have gotten to this place. No. All the holiness that you and I have is in Christ Jesus. All the righteousness that we have is in Christ Jesus. So when we receive Christ, when we receive the freedom and redemption that comes from him and that comes with him, we receive that holiness. We receive that blameless status. We receive that no condemnation status. And then we stay free. We stay free. We enforce that freedom every day. The things that happen to you, the things that you encounter, you get to your office. And then the next thing they say, you know what? They're sucking everybody. Everybody's going. Ah, better can get ready. You may be next. You better tell them you are not next. You tell them you are not next. You stand your ground. When things come, you stand, you stand your ground, knowing you are free. Knowing you are free. Imagine if your father was was um, maybe Bill Gates. Your father was Bill Gates. And then you, you, you are going on the way. You're driving maybe a Range Rover spot. You're going on the way. And then somebody comes with a Bentley and slams into you or you slam into the Bentley. What well, would you get down and start saying, ha, oh, my owner's finished. No. Okay. That's fine. Give me your number. Call the Bentley company. Straight away. Because you know something. You know who you are. You know what you carry. That's the same thing. When situations of life come to you, you know. So you stand your ground knowing that you are free. But if the guy, imagine the guy is going now, maybe driving one, one, um, sorry? One, one jalopy and just going and then he, he, at that time he didn't know that his father was Bill Gates. And then he now jammed somebody that is driving a Range Rover. No, even Range Rover is too much. Eh? Drive that Kolaska, that Camry. Drive, jam the Camry which is maybe driving Keke Mama and jam the Camry and break the two headlights. And I die like, like 120 Abby. And I was like, hey, my life has finished. And he just sit down there and he's just, as he's sitting down, saying my life has finished. He said, my life has finished because what he already knows. Now, imagine somebody comes and says, ah, is this not Bill Gates' son that they told us last week that this is the song we're looking for for Bill Gates? And they come to me and say, ah, you are the one we're looking for. They said, Bill Gates is your father and we're looking for you everywhere. That guy will stand up and say, hey, what did you say I hit? What? Is this, this is the car? Immediately, you're saying mouth. Why? Because he knows something. He knows something. So it's, you, those situations that come to you, they're coming to just because you don't know certain things. They're because you don't know. So the moment the situation realizes that you know, they'll run. They'll run. So your job is not to disturb those situations. No, just focus on knowing. Just focus on knowing. By the time you come to that revelation knowledge and you know the redemption you have in Christ Jesus, You'll be going around looking for problem. Hey, who they here? Which problem they here? You'll be looking for problem everywhere. I told us about the preacher that went from door to door looking for. Do you have any sick people in this house? Imagine somebody sitting on his own judge looking for sick people everywhere. Go to the hospital. Everybody in the ward, heal all of them. Go. 
go to another house, knock. Is anybody sick here? Is anybody sick? Anybody dead or something? I mean, because you know something. Because you know. Because you know. So Christ has made us free. He has set us free. So our job is to stay free. To stand in that freedom. So you do everything. When you are studying the scripture. When you are praying. You are asking yourself to come into revelation. That's why Paul said that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know that resurrection power. That I may come to the revelation knowledge of Jesus. And know him completely and totally. That I may know him. So when you fast, when you pray, when you study your Bible, when you give, all those things you're doing, when you witness to people, you are doing it from a revelation point. From the point where you know that you are free in Christ Jesus. Where you know you have redeemed, you, you have redemption, you've been redeemed by him. You've been bought back. And then he has, he has redeemed us from generational curses. Jeremiah chapter 31 from verse 29. It says, In those days they shall say no more. The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. You know those days, they used to say that the sins of the father will come on the, on the children unto the fourth generation. But scripture is telling us that the time is coming, they shall say no more, that the fathers have eaten sour grapes and it's not affecting the children. Why? Because we've been redeemed. No more generational causes. We've been redeemed. Turn your Bibles there, Jeremiah chapter 31. said they shall say no more. They shall say no more. From verse 31. It says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke Though I was a husband to them, says the Lord, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their mind and write on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall they teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they shall know me from the least to the great. To the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. No more. Somebody say no more condemnation. Galatians 3 from verse 13. He said, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoings. For it is written in scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. So that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit. True faith. True faith. So he has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When? When he hung on the cross. So when he got on that cross, we're free. When he got on that cross, we're redeemed. When we got on that cross, 
every wrongdoing was rolled away. When we got on that cross, when he got on that cross, there was no condemnation. When he got on that cross, there was no guilt. When he got on that cross, there was no shame. When he got on that cross, all your stains were erased. So in Christ Jesus, we now have a new precedence. Once we have received him, our lives should be totally dependent on him. To be totally dependent on him. Totally dependent on him. That's why we preach the good news. That's why we say it's the gospel. It's the good news because it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. When the, when the good news came to Abraham, the good news was that a barren Abraham would become fruitful, would become a father of many nations. The good news to Sarah was that she would become the mother of nations. That was the good news. So when the good news is preached, when it comes to you, it's saying that you will become more than you presently are. That's the good news. It's too good to be true. Too good to be true. Somebody say, I'm free. Say it out loud, I'm free. Say Christ has set me free. So I'm free indeed. That's the redemption we have in him. That's our heritage in Christ Jesus. That's our redemption package. To know that we are free and then to stay free. Regardless of the things that, that, that happen to us. Regardless of the things. Regardless of the things. That stand to your feet. Regardless of the things that happen to us. Regardless of the things. The Bible says Jesus answered and said to the fig tree. The Bible says that he approached the fig tree and found and, he, and there was no figs. There was no figs. He said, but he answered and said, question, what did the fig tree tell him? What did the fig tree tell him? But he answered and said, the situations of life that you're facing, what are they telling you? What are you answering and saying? What is your response? What are you answering and saying? What is your response? When the things of life come to you like that, what is your response? Are you standing your ground of freedom? Are you standing your ground of faith and saying that him who Christ has set free is free indeed? Lift your hands to heaven and talk to him. From this moment, exercise the freedom, exercise the liberty, exercise the grace, exercise faith in the finished work of Christ Jesus. It is a work that is already finished. It's already done. That's what the songwriter says. It's already done. It's already done. There's nothing you, need, you and I need to do again. Just lift your hands and receive that freedom. Say, Lord, I thank you for setting me free. I receive your freedom today. I receive your freedom today. So I stay free. I stay free regardless of the circumstance or the situation. I stay free. And I enforce that freedom in you. I enforce that freedom in you. I stay free. I stay free. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message.
And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.